long, dark hair covers its entire body. Captivating, glassy, almond-shaped eyes. The ciguapa is agile and fast. It lurks in the night, chirping and whining like a baby in distress. Its feet face backwards, making it hard to track and even harder to anticipate. Legend has it that the ciguapa roams the mountains and forests of the Dominican Republic. It has one evil goal, to invade the homes of unsuspecting villagers, steal their food, and bring death to wandering, lonely men. If a man dare lay eyes on its glaring stare, the ciguapa instantly hypnotizes them, takes them back to its lair, and devours them whole, trapping their souls for eternity. We're getting deep into spooky season on this episode of the Pulso Pod. This spine-chilling mythical creature is one of the many monsters that haunted Latino kids everywhere. And who's to blame for the traumatic scares we grew up with? Our parents. Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi, Frankie. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I was calling because... Remember those stories you used to tell us uh, when we were kids? Those scary stories? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was wondering if you could tell me one of them. That's Frank and his mom. Frank is our news editor here at Pulso. He's also our resident creepy guy. But not in that way. What I mean is that for some reason, Frank and his whole family are, for lack of a better word, cursed. His whole life, he's always had run-ins with mysterious circumstances. My mom was also the queen of telling scary stories. My cousins all loved going to her and, can you tell us that scary story? Can you tell us a scary story? Um, so but she would just like have us sit on the couch and she would... Terrorize you. She, got, she, she would terrorize us. And she would just get into our, our faces and just like really be dramatic about it. We would go back to her later on. Mom, can you tell us that story again? <laughs> so we enjoyed being scared. But it wasn't all stories. Strange things would happen to his family, too. Things like my mom My mom would talk about how when she was really little, you know, the little machines that you put the coin in and you could get a gum ball or some little toy out of. She would do that and she would always know what color gumball she was going to get or she'd always know what toy she was going to get. And then even still later, my mom would have dreams of someone dying, and then within a week or so, someone would die. And at a certain point in Frank's childhood, the spooky happenings came to a whole new level. November 30th, 1989. My brother's seventh birthday. Um, We had a small little get-together, and my aunt gave my brother a game. I don't even like saying the name of it. When he opened it, I started crying. Like, I just did not like, I did not like that. The game he's talking about is, of course, a Ouija board. So after an evening of asking questions to the Ouija board, Frank and his family went to sleep 
and off to school the next day. When I came home from school, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was looking all over. My mom was on the phone talking in Spanish, which meant she didn't want us to know what she was saying. While he was gone, his parents had tried playing with the Ouija board, and the answers it gave them were disturbing. That evening, my parents took, and they said that they returned it to the store. I later found out that they actually threw it in the dumpster behind a grocery store. Um, it was probably a week or so afterwards. Um, I was sleep, uh, sleeping on the on the ground in my parents' bedroom because I was too afraid to sleep in my own room. And I woke up, and I remember sort of like behind my, my head. Frank saw two lights floating behind him in the dark bedroom. Could it have been the Luz Mala? The Luz Mala is the bad light famous in Argentine and Uruguayan folklore. Luz Mala's atmospheric glowing orb with wisps of light emanating from it is sentient. The light is a physical manifestation of a soul, broken out of the celestial sphere, crying in pain. For some reason, the soul was not given a proper burial, and because of this, it's trapped between the spiritual and physical world. Luzmala mysteriously hovers in the air, aimlessly searching for someone to guide it home as its brilliant light captivates all who lay eyes on it. Some who have supposedly followed it and survived have only found broken pottery and human remains. It appears in typically dark, rural, barren areas during the driest times of the year. And if you dare get close enough to the light, you'll sense a gaseous odor that smells of decomposed bones and is fatal to any human. To make matters more terrifying, the light has a sound. The screams of pain and terror. People also believe that sometimes the light is directing its victims toward treasure, and that only the bravest can find it. But those who go looking, go at their own peril. It was maybe only like a foot off the ground. I just kept trying to stare at them. I was... Like, do I go to touch them or not? I didn't want to. I just closed my eyes and just kept praying. After this, Frank's mom knew it was time to fix the situation, like most of us would when our house is being haunted. She went to the church, got some holy water, um, blessed the entire house, and thank God, after that, uh, we stopped seeing things. I still, though, would have bad dreams in that house until we moved out. And for years, years after, I um, would wake up sometimes on occasion screaming. And I still vividly remember it. And I still am afraid of that. You're not scared, are you? Good. I hope you're still in the Halloween spirit because there's one more story that may take you back to your worst childhood memories. She would haunt young children all across Mexico, Central, and South America. Her name is La Llorona. 
You're walking in a dark forest. Maybe you were out on a midnight stroll and got a little lost. One of those turns about a mile back must have been wrong because you don't recognize the trail. In fact, it doesn't look like you're even on a trail anymore. And out here, in the woods, at night, it all looks the same. Just big, dark trees and all the long shadows they make under the moonlight. Do you hear that? Looks like you've stumbled on a river. They always say to follow the river when you're lost, right? What they don't tell you is how thick the mist gets at night. And how with the full moon the way it is tonight, it almost looks like it's moving. A funny trick of the light. But it really does look like it's moving. Waving, almost. Like a dress. Hear that? I'm not superstitious, but it sounds a lot like La Llorona, doesn't it? Oh, you don't know the story? Well, there was a woman, many years ago, a beautiful woman, who married the love of her life. They had two children together, but one day, he left for another woman, left her all alone with two young children. In a blind fit of grief and hopelessness, she took her two children to the river and held them under the water until they drowned. Then, she threw herself in along with them. Instead of passing on to the afterlife, she haunts lakes and rivers wandering around in despair. Her wedding dress, tattered and torn, desperately searching for her children. Some nights, if you listen closely, you can hear her crying and calling out for them in the dark. Happy Halloween! You can subscribe to the Pulsa Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to give us a listen. Have questions or story ideas to send our way? Send us an email to info at projectpulso.org. This episode was produced, edited, and sound designed by Charlie Garcia with additional editing by Jackie Nowak and Julianne Blackmore. Music by Julianne Blackmore. Additional support and writing by Lisanne Ramos, Rey Aguilera, and Durilla Chavez. And I'm your host, Liz Alarcón. Special thanks to Frank Morris Lopez for sharing his story and Jason Cognat James for being our spooky Halloween voice. The song you heard in the intro was La Ciguapa by Chichi Peralta and Yandy Feliz. Hey. 
Hey, Pulso fam. I want to tell you all about Atlas Lingue, a Studio Ochenta podcast about language, culture, and communication. Have you ever wondered what your cat is trying to tell you? Or how Disney Pixar writers craft stories that resonate across numerous languages? Atlas Lingue host Luis Lopez explores these topics and so much more. It's a show about the confusing, wonderful, and weird world of language, and this season, they're diving deep into the language of culture online. They're interviewing content creators from different countries who document their daily lives and cultural backgrounds on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. New episodes air every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch all the interviews on their YouTube channel at 80 Podcasts.